Just a quick intro to uh, Wendy is, I think she has almost 30 years of HR experience, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's starting to connect here, perfect. So uh, yeah, Wendy Davids, um, she's an executive partner over a company called Balanced HR Partners. I'll drop a link in the bottom here. Um, she's someone that we rely on very heavily. Oh, perfect. Hey, Wendy, how are you? Hi, how are you, Bruce? All right, worked. Wow. Good. <laughs> I was expecting we'd have to do some crazy tech magic to try to get this thing to work. Um, I was just introducing you. So um, Wendy's an executive partner over at Balanced HR Solutions. Um, I just sent a link in the chat room as well. Um, she has 18 years of, of just professional experience in the HR realm with small business, with very, very large business. Um, she is all the HR certifications you could potentially think about. Um, and so I reached out to her as she helps us uh, quite often with any HR issues that we have. And just to be able to help offer advice. I mean, there's been a lot of questions as, you know, small business owners, we just fall into a lot of this and continue growing and then things happen. And so thanks for, so, uh, for being able to join us today, Wendy. Thank you very much for inviting me. I think, um, you know, there's so much information out there right now about what should we do as businesses, as employees. Um, and it's, it's certainly an unprecedented time for all of us. Um, never would we have thought that all that would change would change like it has in the last just few days. Um, I think it's fair to say that none of us uh, were prepared, it, you know, that's our biggest thing in HR is preparing employers and employees. And I don't think that anything we could have done could have really prepared us for this COVID-19 pandemic and what it's doing to businesses and employees. Um, so my business partner and I, we've been very busy this week um, helping clients make some really tough decisions um, and keeping them aware of new legislation um, because there's a, a myriad of things that are going on with respect to um, changes to how employers do business. Um, and we've been providing a lot of advice on how to manage those questions and specific situations also related to what do I do when I have an employee quarantined or tested positive and how do I notify other employees and such. So um, the big questions that we're getting are um, furlough, are layoffs, are what is the new legislation? And so we can talk through um, those things today. Yeah, that's actually a really good question just to kick it off. I mean, what's the difference between laying somebody off and putting them on furlough? A layoff, um, a layoff is typically a decision that's permanently or temporarily um, when you have one or more employees that stop working at your organization. So mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to understand how a, a lot of employers will always think a layoff, they're never going to work here again. Um, but also furloughed employees, um, that can be a part of a layoff, um, or some employers decide we're going to temporarily only take a group of employees or one employee, depending on the size of the organization, and not have them work for a period of time. They'll still be an employee of the organization, but we're not going to have them work right now because of whatever reason it may be. And, and in this case, it's mostly budget reasons and supply reasons and, and obviously a myriad of, of those reasons. Gotcha. How does that work with them getting unemployment insurance or how, how do they make money? Because so, one of the big trends is that all of the shop owners care about their team. So they 
It's just they can't pay them. But they're trying to say, how do they get paid to be able to take care of their family? Well, unemployment in typically uh, before COVID-19 has been uh, for people that no longer are employed. They are people that no longer have an employer and therefore they get those unemployment benefits if they apply and qualify and continue to qualify. Um, but the new legislation has expanded uh, unemployment. And so laid off employees um, should definitely apply for unemployment just like they would prior to this pandemic by going on their state's website. Um, and, you know, depending on what state the people that are watching are from, you would go on that website and, and you would apply for it. But the new legislation that was signed by Trump last night um, includes a lot of information related to greater access to unemployment insurance for employees who are off work for certain reasons, not all reasons, but certain reasons specific. Um, and there's a whole list of them um, that you, you can certainly read in the act related to COVID-19 specifically, mm -hmm. even if they're still employed. So somebody's off, for example, on a, in a quarantine or a furlough situation where they can't work um, for whatever reason it may be, but it's due to COVID, they may be eligible for unemployment, even though they're still employed by the organization, they're just not getting paid. Is that different than furlough or is that part of this paid leave or paid sick leave? Furlough is a, is a furlough and a layoff um, are kind of the, a status of um, how you're treating an employee during a situation like this. So an, mm -hmm. an unemployment is a benefit that an employee can get when they are in one of those two situations. So they're kind of different things. A, a furlough and, and the layoff are the status and unemployment is one of the benefits that has now been expanded um, for COVID-19 related reasons. Got it. So because of, uh, of COVID-19, people are able to apply um, if they are sick for unemployment. But is that is that like, what is the definition of sick as well? Is that, did they have to test positive or is it just? They, they don't. Um, there's a whole section of the legislation. It's called the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. It's HR 6201. Um, and and I, I won't go into a huge amount of detail on the bill just because there are so many facets of this bill, depending on the size of your organization also. There's, um, right now the bill is for under, employees with, uh, employers with under 500 people working there. Um, but there are extra provisions also for even less than that. So it's effective in, in most cases, April 2nd, sometimes in some of the provisions, April 6th for like paid sick time. Um, and it, it, the, the paid sick time portion of it is in addition to the unemployment benefit um, where the law allows for up to two weeks of paid leave to all employees for COVID-19 related matters. Gotcha. Um, so that is for full-time, part-time, even if employees are not eligible for benefits under the employer's guys of these are the people in my um, in, of my employees that are eligible for benefits. Even if they're not eligible that way, they are still eligible to receive um, the paid leave for COVID-related reasons. Um, and again, the law is very specific about what is covered under that time. Um, the law also includes an expansion for those employers that have 50 or more people. They fall under the Family Medical Leave Act. There's an expansion to that. 
Um, there are certain tax credits available for employers detailed in the bill because they're going to be paying extra money for this um, paid sick time mm -hmm. and expanded fam family medical leave. Um, and obviously we talked about the greater access to unemployment insurance for those COVID related um, issues. And, and also the, the bill also talks about how health insurance carriers uh, will have COVID testing and diagnostic testing at, um, at no cost under their health plans. So it, there's, it's a very, very large bill with a lot of details. Sure. Um, and for the, for the employers that are on this um, podcast, there is a part of the, because it's so new, the bill is less than 24 hours old. Um, as part of the bill, there is a section, and I can read it to you. It's a section that includes a small business exemption. It says the U.S. Secretary of Labor has the authority to issue regulations exempting small businesses with fewer than 50 employees when the imposition of the requirements would jeopardize the viability of the business as a going concern. So the bill is so new, it's totally unclear to my sources, to uh, whether they're attorneys or organizations that I'm part of, as to whether and when this type of exemption would even occur. So, um, and, and what would constitute a hardship? You know, all of, none of those things have been worked out, um, but there may be provisions for those uh, smaller employers that, that, um, that, that will be included, will roll out further along. But for right now, it's under 500 employees for the businesses. Gotcha, okay, which is everybody, I'm sure here, <laughs> is okay. under that group. Um, what do you see are common mistakes or are there things that if you do have to lay people off to just be legally compliant, make sure you're doing it the right, best way? That's a very good question because I think a lot, of, um, a lot of organizations really don't know the answers of how do we manage this now that we think that we may need to have a layoff. Um, mm -hmm. And HR people like me um, are, tend to be overly thorough with, um, with how we help our clients manage a layoff process. Um, there, you know, it's, it's, it's obvious that a lot of the organizations on this call are probably immediately thinking, I need to lay a bunch of people off. This is huge to my bottom line. And I, and I don't know how I'm going to manage with all of these employees, but there are, um, first, what I recommend for employers to do is consider other alternatives. There are other alternatives and and, and take some time to consider what they are. You know, is there job sharing ch uh, attempts at your uh, organization that you can say, okay, two people can job share this position, reducing somebody's hours instead of totally laying them off, um, finding other work for an employee within the company, um, cutting or limiting overtime if you're an organization that has a lot of o OT, um, even training employees if you're in one role and you're trained, you're not trained in another role and it's, this other role is critical to the organization. Uh, can you train that other employee that you would otherwise let go into that other position? And it might take a little bit of time to train them and some expertise, but that avoids you having to lay them off. Um, but if all those options are exhausted, um, you know, an employer needs to first create a plan. And I always tell my, my clients, come up with a robust plan and, and have the appropriate people sitting at the table to come up with that plan. What's your budget? What was your budget for 2020? And how has that changed now? You know, given the uncertain times and the, the fact that we, we really, nobody knows how long this is going to last. Uh, those are difficult forecasts to make, um, but get the right people at the table um, because a layoff has such an impact on an organization 
um, the morale of the employees, um, the organization in general, the customers, there's a big impact. So if, if there's a way to uh, think of other alternatives and then, um, and then if you decide, yes, I have to do this, making that plan. Um, because if you jump into a layoff without a plan, it, it, it could really lead to costly mistakes, poor implementation, um, there, you know, we talked, I just talked about communication and morale issues that it's already a stressful time. The last thing you want to do is add to that. So make sure there is a, a plan that the organization has. Um, and then sure. you decide, you might conclude after all of that, that, you know, a layoff really does need to happen. Um, the first thing that I suggest that an employer does, um, they need to make sure that they're in compliance with the WARN Act. Um, which it sounds like people would be here, um, Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act. Some of you may have heard of that. It's generally for employers with 100 or more employees. So it may not affect those on, on this call, but um, it involves appropriate notice that you must give for those larger organizations before you do a layoff. Um, so you'd want to check uh, there, and, and you'd also want to check, depending on what state you're in, there's additional requirements, um, depending on where you are in the country, to check to make sure you're following all of those requirements before you do a layoff. Um, you know, the next step I recommend for an employer to do is figure out what's their selection criteria. What are you going to use as um, your selection criteria to, to lay somebody off? There's, uh, you know, there's a lot of schools of thoughts. We don't have to go into all of those details. We work very closely with our clients on what that criteria is and what makes the most sense for them. But the rule of thumb is to go with the more the most objective criteria that you have, the better position that you will be in um, sure. to defend a decision if you're challenged in court. So there's subjective and objective uh, criteria, and it, it's much better to go with that objective um, approach. And there are obviously many methods to approach the decision, but um, you know once you you've done that, you want to ensure that it's fair and equitable, um, that the, the reasons that you're using and the choices that you're, that you're making are fair and equitable. And, and some people have robust handbooks and policies that outline already, here's what our selection criteria is. Most, most of those companies are very large organizations that will very specifically detail, here's how we choose who's going to be laid off. Um, smaller organizations uh, may not have that and usually don't. Um, mm -hmm. So you'll want to come up with that and then be consistent with, with how you um, put that plan into action. Um, you're, you're, uh, and an organization, once they make that decision, is also, you know, I could talk for like 100 hours on this. But <laughs> you know. And another thing that, you know, all of these things that um, are important to think about is that employee, maybe that employee is someone that their entire role is going away. You know, there are some roles like that in the restaurant business, for example, that, um, you know, they're, they're, the place is closed. They have absolutely no work for them to do. But there are other organizations that, uh, you know, most of the duties may be going away of the person that you're going to lay off, but they have other duties that they're doing that may still be part of the organization. So before you um, do that layoff, you want to consider what are those things that that's person, that person is doing so that they can be picked up immediately by somebody else and you don't have any gaps in um in those processes within the organization. Um, gotcha. With that said, because somebody asked a really good question, because that new bill just passed, is it best if you need to make a cut to do it now because it did pass and you'll get 
the tax credits or is that just for paid sick leave? You know, the, the tax credits to my understanding with the bill are not necessarily related specifically to laying somebody off. It's related to the unemployment insurance. Um, what I would say is what organizations should do is not rush to make a decision to fall under the tax cut provision. Mm -hmm. It would make sense to have that plan and depending on the organization, employers right now may know I absolutely have to lay somebody off. Um, they may be iffy about it right now and think, sure. okay, we can limp along for a little while. Um, so I think that plan is important to have and not base the decision based on when they would be able to potentially have a tax cut based on unemployment. Got it. What about, uh, and this may be a, a more of a state-by-state -state question, but um for uh, uh does unemployment assistance go into effect if is it like under a certain amount of hours or is it completely laid off and then second part is that um, the insurance aspect like health insurance um is that just paid through the month if they already paid for them and then from there on it's uh you know they reach out to cobra or one, one of the other open care plans for unemployment, if somebody's laid off, the employer, when they communicate with them the layoff, um, they would let them know that they can apply for, for unemployment um, after they're laid off. They can apply for unemployment. Um, there are certain cases where um, employees, if they're going to be quarantined um, or are off for whatever reason and um, are off for an extended period of time for a COVID-related reason, they should be encouraged regardless to apply for unemployment. Um, mm -hmm. The unemployment office is the one that makes the decision as to whether they are or not are not allowed unemployment. So they should apply. Um, the unemployment office is well aware of the, what the new provisions are. Um, and, and, you know, everything goes into effect in another two weeks because it's two weeks from when the bill passes. Um, so they will, you know, when they apply for unemployment, they put the reason why, they put the details why. Gotcha. Um, and then the unemployment office makes that decision. With respect to health insurance, um, if somebody is laid off, their health insurance, um, depending on what your plan dictates, some organizations that have health insurance, the plan says if somebody terminates in the first two weeks of the month, their insurance ends on the 15th. If their insurance plan says if somebody terminates any time in the month, the end of the month is their last day of insurance. Um, mm -hmm. So you'd want to communicate that to the employee to let them know when their insurance is ending and that they will be sent the COBRA information to have um, extended benefits that they would pay um, typically at the full premium because there's an employer premium, um, the big premium, and the employer usually pays for a portion and the employee pays for another portion. COBRA is the entire portion that the employee will then have to pay for if they're, um, if they're getting COBRA. Some organizations are... Um, putting some money toward the employee portion of COBRA because it becomes the entire premium, which is gotcha. very, very costly. So some employers are saying, hey, we'll put a little bit of money toward that for laid off employees. It's not required, uh, but some employers are doing that because of this um, situation. Got it. And I believe this is state by state, but somebody had a question around PTO too. So if a PTO has been accrued, is that needing to be paid off or paid out? if that's a law in the state, if they are layoff? You know, if, if 
in, in Illinois, where we are, I, I can't address all of the states because they all, you're, you're right, Bruce, they are all very different. Um, in, in Illinois, for example, somebody has, if they have accrued vacation time, not sick time, but vacation or PTO, um, some organizations have PTO and that includes vacation and sick, um, anything that's been accrued by the employee at the time of termination gets paid to them when they are terminated. So um, if you're an organization that has unlimited PTO, which means they don't accrue time, they just get time, the organization in Illinois um, would not need to pay any vacation time out because they don't have any vacation time to pay out. But other organizations that, some organizations accrue it based on how many hours you work and that's how many vacation hours you have. While other employers say, we drop in two weeks in January. Well, if the person terminates in February, they have to have that entire two weeks paid out to them upon termination. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then I know we touched on a bit of helping, again, team members um, with being able to help, you know, either find additional work or, or, or work, help them work with another company or um, help them apply for unemployment insurance. Are there any things that you're seeing with your clients too that either may be common mistakes around this process or just additional like or clever things to help them? Because I, I, I just, I know I said this before, but I get this a lot where, you know, they, again, they have somebody that they really, really like, but they just can't afford to pay them. Yeah, I think um, the best advice I can give for that is to get the right people at the table making those decisions. And, um, you know, you certainly as an organization don't want to bring a bunch of employees into the room and say, we're going to talk about this. I'm talking more leadership employees, colleagues at other organizations, uh, but, you know, so that's like what you're doing today, Bruce, letting um, colleagues within an industry really talk about what can we do? Do you, can you partner with another organization? Um, are, are you lacking in an area that another organization could help with? Can you job share, have employees job share? Um, but having the right people before those decisions are made, because uh, the worst thing is to make a decision, uh, you know, you act a uh, decision and, and the person is, for example, let go. And, and then you think, oh man, I could have done this differently. I could have um, shared with this person. Somebody brought this great idea forward and, and I didn't have enough time to really think about it. So knee jerking at this point is not good. Um, marinate on, as I tell people, uh, reach out to your colleagues, um, go on LinkedIn and see what other people are doing in your industry and really, really um, think about some of the other alternatives you could do before making that drastic um, decision of, of laying somebody off. And, and then um, you know, there's a lot of steps with regard, and, and I can hit some of them if you'd like, with respect to when you lay somebody off, the right way to do it, and what not to do when you specifically have those discussions. What, um, my, I think my last big question here is because the environment is changing so quickly, it feels like every day, um, the next bill, the rumor is uh, people have been talking about no payroll tax. Have you been seeing that, or is that just rumors or I, you know i have heard that swirling about um you know until there's something passed and um put out there i you know i i don't want to speculate i i I've, when the house passed this legislation that i was just talking about with paid sick leave and, and and unemployment insurance and family medical leave and such um you know it was passed and 
I reviewed the law. I was a big nerd and read the whole thing, all the provisions of it. And then it went to the Senate. Um, and then there were more revisions made and changes. And, and then it went back and then it went for signature. And, and so I think the process is so lengthy, but they're, they're really moving it rather quickly compared to the rest of the employment laws that have taken years and years and years to, to get through. Um, I, your guess is as good as mine. Okay, gotcha. Wendy, I really appreciate it. Um, this is Wendy Davids. I'm going to again link BHRS partners uh, down below here. Balance HR Solutions, they're really, really great. Again, we work with them on, on HR assistance as well. So um, Wendy and her team are awesome. Thank you so much for being able to spend some time with Thank us. Thank you, today. Bruce. And good luck to everybody. I know it's really a challenging time. Uh, for all of us. And it's very unknown um, landscape that we have ahead of us. And the more you can reach out to each other, the more you can have compassion uh, for each other and your employees right now in such an uncertain time um, and, and be real cognizant of um, some of the things that are said in the office um, and, and how you manage those discussions when you do, if you do have to lay somebody off um, it is really, really important. So, you know, we can certainly help you with some of those things. If you want to, you know, engage with our firm, we'd be, we'd be, you know, happy to assist you through all of this very difficult time. Awesome. Thank you again. She's at bhrspartners.com. You contact us, then you can be able to reach out for advanced help as there's so many HR questions that really require a professional to be able to dive into. So we posted that at bhrspartners.com. Thank you again. Thank you, Bruce. Have a great day.